0: Hey, welcome to the Big Happy Life Podcast, the show that's all about choosing your habits so achieving your goals becomes easier and more fun. I'm your host, Natalie Britt, and today we're talking about decision fatigue. I promised you this topic a few weeks back and then had this epiphany and team you sprang to mind. I still have loads of cool stuff to share with you on that topic, but for this week, I'm gonna go back and do what I promised you I would do and talk about decision fatigue and how it affects our habits. Because it's really cool to understand this and it makes a massive difference when it comes to habit formation and habit change. Decision fatigue happens when your brain gets too tired to make really good decisions. The kinds of decisions you need to make in order to achieve your goals, whatever those may be. Now, if I asked you how many decisions you make in a day, you'd probably give me a number And the likelihood is you would be miles off. Most of us have no idea how many choices we make each day. For example, if I asked you how many decisions do you make about food every day, you'd probably estimate somewhere between 10 and 20 choices. Three meals a day, you want to decide a few things along the way, so that makes sense. But what would you say if I told you it's closer to 200 decisions per day? And it's just that most of those decisions are made on autopilot. So when you're not on a diet or doing anything out of the ordinary, that's not super taxing even though you've got these 200 decisions that you make because most of them are running on a pattern. They're running a program that your subconscious can take care of, the majority of the work for you. But of course, Christmas is coming up and we're going to eat a little bit too much and most of us are going to put on a little bit of weight and then we're going to go, oh, January, let's lose the weight. And we're going to change our eating habits and promise ourselves we're going to be healthier. And that means we have to override the programs. That's when decision fatigue becomes important. If you've listened to earlier episodes of this podcast, then the likelihood is you've heard me talk about Daniel Kahneman's book, Thinking Fast and Slow. And in that, he refers to System 1 and System 2. System 1 is where the fast thinking happens. So that's the subconscious, the emotions, the instinct, all the systems that do everything kind of on autopilot. So you're not consciously aware of the majority of what happens in that system. Whereas with system two, that's the one that we're conscious of. That's the one that's slower, more deliberate, more considered. That's where all the logic resides. System one is fast, strong, and it runs a series of patterns and programs. So it doesn't stop to check and recheck things. It runs on instinct and it goes, this looks like something I've seen before. This is what worked then, do this. Arguably it's brilliant, but it's also predictably fallible. System two is slower and more considered. It takes information, it weighs it up, it examines things and questions things. They're both brilliant when they work well, but there are predictable things that happen when they don't work well. And one of those things is decision fatigue. So system two, the slow one, has limited capacity. That means you can't just throw a whole heap of stuff at it and expect it to work. The subconscious, system one, the fast one, can do heaps of stuff at the same time. So you're not even aware of all the things it's managing. So like I said before, When it's business as usual, that will just tick over. It's doing its thing. It knows the programs. It all works perfectly well. But when you want to change something, when you want to stop an old habit or start a new one, that has to start in system two. It has to start in the slow system. Now, with limited capacity, it can only process certain things at any given time. And every time you process information through that system, you take a little energy hit. How to do your hair in the morning? what you want to wear? Should you have coffee or tea? What breakfast do you want? Are you going to go healthy today? Or are you going to just have toast? Do you want to exercise before work or after? Every single one of these decisions is a little energy hit. This is actually the purpose of habits in the first place. Is anything that can be outsourced, delegated to system one, the fast one, and become a habit means it's one more thing you don't have to think about. Do you make your bed in the mornings? Do you brush your teeth in the mornings? Do you have a shower in the mornings? Usually, these are straight answers. There is a particular morning routine that you run, and you don't have to think about it. You run the things in the same order, you do the same things each morning, and it's quite easy. If you don't have a particular routine and you keep deciding every day, should I brush my teeth today or not? Should I shower today or not? Should I make my bed today or not? The likelihood is at some point in your day, you are showing signs of decision fatigue. There'll be things you're doing that if you had more energy, you would manage a little better. And those can be all kinds of things. They can be things like being a bit tactless or using more aggressive language or being more biased in your decisions. All of those things are affected once decision fatigue comes into play. And what's more, decision fatigue doesn't arise only from taxing your brain through decisions. Anything that taxes your brain, anything you have to focus on and concentrate on, if you don't renew the energy by relaxation or taking a break or doing something different, then these signs begin to emerge. So let's say, for example, you've had a really, really tough day at work. Not in terms of conflict, just really hard work. You know, deep concentration, difficult work. You arrive home, your kids are really happy to see you, and then one of them melts down. If you're like me when your kid melts down, then your initial reaction is one of either disappointment, frustration or irritation, or maybe even anger. And then you override it and you show the child compassion and you're kind and you listen and you calm them down. But that takes system two to override system one. That takes massive effort and energy because you're, you're turning the elephant around. The rider is turning the elephant. If you missed earlier episodes where I was talking about that, the elephant is basically another word for system one. It's the fast one. It's the powerful one. And the rider is system two, the slower, more deliberate one, but weaker in terms of shaping your behaviors. So if system two, or the rider, if that's an easier one to go with, is not strong enough, is just too tired to turn the elephant around, then that elephant stampedes and the initial internal reaction doesn't get overridden. So you end up being impatient or you say something you didn't want to say and instead of circumventing the tantrum, you end up exacerbating it and it takes longer for the child to calm down. So the important thing to understand with decision fatigue is that any decision you are conscious of taking is happening in the slow system. It's happening where there is limited capacity and it requires a lot of energy to do it. These are not habitual thoughts or behaviors. Habitual thoughts or behaviors happen in the fast system. So they happen as programs or patterns that run on their own. The more tired your brain gets, the more likely you are to revert to an old pattern or to react to an emotional reaction and let that come out. So that elephant stampedes and before you know it, you've behaved in a way that you wouldn't have chosen had you been able to catch it. So decision fatigue has a lot of different elements to it. In terms of habits, why is this stuff important? When you start a new habit, it resides in the slow system. It means you are using mental energy to keep it going. And you're using mental energy, A, to override the old program, and B, to think about and make decisions in the new program, which means you're taxing your brain massively. And this is one of the most common mistakes we make when we're trying to instill a new habit. We say things like, oh, I just don't have any willpower. But actually, what you've done is you've taxed the system beyond its capability. And if you could strategize, so that you can do the things you are aiming for, but do so with less decisions, less fatigue, less effort, then you'd find the whole process easier and you wouldn't actually need that much willpower. So for that reason, discipline is better than willpower. Committing 100% is easier than committing 90%. And here's what I mean. I'll stick with a food example because healthy eating is one of the things that many of us strive for and it's one of the places where our strongest habitual behaviors reside. So let's say you decide you wanna eat more healthily, but you're of the school of thought that moderation is best. So you decide it's a good idea to allow yourself some treats, but on the whole, eat more healthily. What this introduces is a series of additional decisions. So is the treat jam on your toast in the morning? Can you eat toast or are you gonna go, totally carb free. Is it that you can have a biscuit with your tea? In which case, is this cup of tea the one where I can have the biscuit or should I wait until I have the biscuit later? Should I have dessert after dinner or would it be better to eat it earlier in the day? So now you see how you introduce food choice after food choice after food choice because you're saying I can have something, just a little thing, and the rest of the time I'm gonna eat healthily, but every single time you make a food choice, you have to decide is this the time I'm gonna have healthy food or is this the time I'm gonna allow myself that treat? So if you're going to do something like that, to establish some kind of discipline to say this is what the treat is and this is when I eat it, becomes a lot easier because you don't tax your brain every single time you enter into a food choice. Another thing you can do in these situations is minimize the number of other choices you have to make. So don't tax your brain with things that doesn't have to be taxed with. Steve Jobs was famous for always wearing the same clothes because he didn't want to tax his brain with decisions about his wardrobe every day because they weren't worth making. So when you look at your life, what are some of the things you could just automate? You could run a routine, even things like your shopping list. Can you put it online and just click buy the same stuff I bought last week? Have menus in place that, you know, it's a two week rolling cycle or a three week rolling cycle and you just don't make decisions about those things because what you want to focus on is your new business and all the stuff you have to do there. Or you're trying to change your parenting style and you need your focus on that. You need to be able to give yourself as much mental energy as you possibly can. So with the goal of Big Happy Life being to make it easier and more fun to achieve the things you want to achieve, what decision fatigue allows you to do is to say, what are some of the stuff that I can just take off the table? I don't want to tax my limited capacity system with decisions I don't have to make. What are those? Get them off the table somehow. In his book, Change Your Brain, Change Your Life, Daniel Amen says, make the decision once so you don't have to make it a hundred times. So whatever those decisions are in your life, the things that you can say once it's done or I can get someone else to do it or I can automate it or I can say this is the rule I'm going to live by and then you take it off the table, you forget about it and you just run the rule, that becomes a lot easier than constantly deciding and constantly choosing and that leaves your mind and your mental energy free to do the things that are new, that are taxing and that are worth your mental energy. If you've got questions or you want to leave some feedback, you can contact me directly at bighappylifesix at gmail.com. This is a new show. So if you're enjoying listening, please subscribe and leave a review that will help new listeners find us. And if there are things you particularly want to hear about, do let me know so that I can record episodes to answer your questions. In the meantime, this is the last podcast for 2018. I'll see you back in January. If you celebrate Christmas, I wish you a very happy Christmas and a fantastic new year. In the meantime, thanks for listening.